stay connected. Sign up for our newsletter. Go beyond your favorite Voice America shows. Visit iradioblog.com. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl G. This is your forum for exploring and discussing challenges that are faced by public and nonprofit leaders. And now, here's Dr. G. Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in to Leadership Matters, informing leaders, inspiring solutions. I'm Cheryl G., and I'll be your host for the hour. And today we're going to be continuing our dialogue on the five practices of exemplary leadership put forth by Coons and Ponser in their best selling leadership book. The Leadership Challenge. The um, exemplary practice that we're going to talk about today is encouraging the heart. And with us to have this conversation to kind of help us out here, we have three wonderful guests, starting with Dwight Smith, who's the one of the executive vice presidents and the legal counsel for the Neighborhood House Association in San Diego, California. Dwight, thank you for joining us. Oh, thank you. Yes, and also on the line we have Renee Novel, who's Director of Sales and Marketing for the Jacob Center. Renee, thank you also for being on the line. Thanks for having me. Yes, and then also Teresa Johnson. She's Site Supervisor for one of Neighborhood House Association's largest Head Start centers. Teresa, thank you for joining us today. And thank you for having me. All righty, thank you. So I'm going to just start by asking each of you just to share a little bit about yourself as it relates to your service in the nonprofit arena or public arena uh, or maybe anything related to our topic today, our leadership. Uh, Dwight, why don't we go with you first? Oh, great. Um, Good afternoon, everyone. Uh, Again, my name is Dwight Smith. I'm currently the Executive Vice President and uh, General Counsel for the Neighborhood House Association, which is a primary provider of Head Start services and other um, uh, community services for uh, communities in need. Primarily, my experience um, has been working in-house, representing employers with respect to contract matters and labor matters, and um, I have, again, more than 25 years of experience and have worked in both the nonprofit and the for-profit arena. Okay, great. Well, thank you again, Dwight. And then, Renee, would you like to share a little bit about yourself? Absolutely. Um, my name is Renee Novo, and I um, am currently working with the Jacob Center for Neighborhood Innovation, which is a nonprofit organization. It's also um, um, a, a foundation, um, the Jacobs Family Foundation started Jacobs Center for Neighborhood Innovation about 14, 15 years ago, maybe, in southeast San Diego. Um, what we do is primarily we partner with residents, local residents in the 4th District of San Diego, which for those of you who know San Diego probably know the area, but those that don't, um, it, it is a historically underserved community in San Diego. 
um, it's uh, there. There's quite a bit of widespread um, blight that has um, taken place in the community due to underinvestment. And the Jacobs Center for Neighborhood Innovation is a partner with the residents of that community. The residents lead and kind of and, and, and create ownership opportunities to transform that community and that blighted neighborhood into a vibrant community that is not only great to live in, but you know, an active contributor to the greater San Diego community. Um, and so I work with uh, one of the social enterprise um, uh, establishments that was started with the Jacob Center for Neighborhood Innovation, and it's called Market Creek Events and Venues. And it is literally a venue uh, business that has banquet facilities and uh, rent indoor and outdoor um, facilities for residents and greater San Diegans to come and host events and celebrations at the facility. But it's also a social enterprise, so we focus on putting the work people that live in the community and helping them with gain um, uh, trade um, resources and job uh, training so that they, they can use those talents and skills to go out into greater San Diego and contribute in a, a greater way. So um, it's a pleasure to be with you today. Hey, well, thank you, Renee, for, again, joining us and for, for that introduction of yourself as well as the um, program that you serve. Teresa, how about yourself? Want to share a little bit about yourself? Yes. I am the site supervisor for Home Avenue that is a part of Neighborhood House, and uh, I have the largest center, which we service 140 children. And our goal is to provide readiness for children going into school and give them that step ahead so that they're ready to achieve whatever they need and to have an successful, successful future in school. And um, with my staff, our main focus is excellent and um, and also to help families in whatever, whatever area that they may need help in, whether it's finding um, funds to help pay bills or to get on food stamps or to give classes on behavior issues. We also um, service special needs children that we provide a program where like a dual program where children go to special needs school which was which is with the San Diego School District and then we partner with them and they are they come to our center as well as well as offering speeches our speech at our center with the SEEK program with the San Diego Unified School but our main goal is to um, provide a service for our children and get the families the help that they need in whatever area that they need them in. Great. Well, again, thank you, Teresa, for being with us. Thank you. Yes, and then Teresa and Renee, both of you were part of our talk leadership forum yesterday, and um, I know I invited um, both of you to also share some of the proven practices and suggestions that surfaced during that discussion, so we'll look forward to hearing your response to that a little later. But wanted to start with just maybe hearing something about your own experiences and just to frame this topic of encouraging the heart from, um, I might say, the the lens of Coons and Ponsers, one of the things that they really talk about is encouraging celebration of values and victories by creating a spirit of community. And that's kind of closely aligned with helping people increase their own emotional energy by helping them feel a sense of being valued and appreciated and and in that sense having good esteem. What have been some of your experiences um, during your own career that have helped you to feel encouraged or valued or appreciated 
and how did that experience impact you? Dwight, why don't we start back with you? Well, I would start by saying, again, acknowledging accomplishments uh, can take the place in the form of rituals or celebrations. Uh, for me personally, I remember um, as a young attorney not being always involved in some of the key transactions, but being able to work on, on portions of the key transactions. And, and being acknowledged is really just part of a working group or a working team. And um, that really kind of binds one to the, the outcome, and it binds you to feel like you're a part of the community or a group that did accomplish a, a major goal. I think it also helps to set forth a, a path where you can continue on and be part of the, you know, the lead in a transaction or things of that nature. So um, as a young attorney, I, I really appreciated that. And when I became involved in more of a supervisory role, not only here at NHA and not only in the legal department, but in, in the HR department or compliance department, I realized that sometimes people really do appreciate the, the acknowledgement of just being a part of a team, a part of a major accomplishment, and build community around successes. And you know, when there are failures, we can sit back and talk about those as well on how we can do better as a team uh, next go-round. Excellent. Love that. And, and just the whole concept of helping people feel part of and helping them acknowledge um, not only the overall accomplishment but the role that they played in the midst of that um, task or project or product, whatever was being delivered. Renee, how about yourself? You know, I think um, for me, there's many times and, you know, moments in my life and my career um, more than I'll share, <laughs> but, uh, you know, there's many times along my path and my journey where I've reached crossroads, um, and there's been people that have come along that have, you know, encouraged me to continue to be excited and have um, enthusiasm and courage to share, you know, whatever my gifts and talents were at the time to whatever that effort was. Um, and so, you know, just being encouraged and given space and um, um, given the the platform by which I could contri contribute um, has meant so much to me. I can remember at the beginning of my career um, having a supervisor tell me once, and um, I happen to be an African-American lady, and, and this gentleman was a, a, a Caucasian male, and really large guy, bigger than life, you know, type of personality, and um, was really well respected in our uh, company. His name I can still remember at the time. His name was um, uh, Fred Zakula, and um, he um, was from Chicago. Had this great personality, great energy, and he said to me one day, he said, "You know, Renee, I think there's something about you. You've got something special. I see you." in a leadership position. And at the time, you know, I was just interning, um, focusing on college, had not really seen myself as a leader. Um, I um, really had not seen myself as the type of person that would be, even have much to, to offer from, from that perspective. And just those words that he said to me, not that I had done anything particularly to make him feel like, wow, you know, she succeeded in this area she's a leader. But he did see something in me and some characteristics about me that he pulled 
out to say, you know, someone with that, with those types, with that type of, um, those type of ingredients could, you know, at some point in their life do something um, and take on more and be a leader. So I think for me it's always been uh, encouraging, and I've, I've taken that and paid it forward. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I try and pay attention to, you know, those that are around me and be in the moment when I'm talking with them and encourage them when I see characteristics and traits about them that they may or may not know that they they are exhibiting that are characteristics of someone that can do something greater because we all just want to matter you know mm-hmm. we all want to know that we matter and we can make a difference mm-hmm. and so at times in in my life I've been encouraged that way um, when I failed when I succeeded and that's just given me the heart to continue to push forward through difficult times and times that I wasn't sure about things but to always just get back up and stay at the table and continue to work through it. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, I would say really paying attention to people around me and taking moments to um, to point out to them things that I see in them um, has, to me, is something someone has done for me, and I try and practice it and pay it forward. Wonderful. So really kind of communicating a positive vision of yeah. someone to someone can in and of itself be very encouraging, it sounds like, with your experience. Absolutely. Fabulous. Teresa, how about for yourself? Um, I have to piggyback a lot of what Renee said. It was just true. Just really, I can ditto that. But also working in a nonprofit sector and in the education field, sometimes you feel like you're, um, you know, really working hard and giving your 200% and, you know, working overtime on your own to make sure everything is just right. But when you have that supervisor that value your input and um, appreciate what you're doing and all that you're giving, then that's what keeps me going. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've been lucky where I've had some wonderful supervisors who, who have shown the appreciation to me, and that's probably why I've been in this field for so long is because I feel valued and I appreciate what I do. And then that return teaches me how to give that to my staff now as well. Mm-hmm. What a great point. I know we talked about that yesterday. I think our our topic was building morale, but just how significant the role of the supervisor is and how it really shapes the experience of an employee. Yeah. Sounds like we have um, music coming on where we need to take a commercial break. So I'm going to um, ask our listening audience to please stay tuned and know we'll be right back with more on Leadership Matters, Informing Leaders, Inspiring Solutions. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Are there any challenges to your success? You already have what it takes to turn these challenges into results in any area. Find out more when you tune in to The Power of Realism, Why Integrity Matters, with host Jeffrey Canavan. We all deal with adversity and challenges in life and business. We'll talk with those individuals who have faced these challenges and turned them into success stories. By making just a few shifts in your thinking, you too can be one of these success stories. The Power of Realism airs live on Thursdays at 10 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time on Voice America Business. 
Leadership Matters is brought to you by InnoVisions. Need to improve leadership, staff, or organization performance? Contact InnoVisions today for quality, effective, and affordable leadership, staff, and organization development training, coaching, and consulting services. Call 858-244-8264. That's 858-244-8264. Or email Dr. G at dr.g at InnoVisions.org. InnoVisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of San Diego. Funds raised go to support the Neighborhood House Association's mission, developing children, families, and future leaders of our communities through empowerment, education, and wellness. Technology is changing the way we live our lives and how we do business. On CIO Talk Radio, we talk about the benefits of technology and the great things it allows us to do, as well as its risks. Heard every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Pacific, Sunjo Gall interviews business leaders and other experts that are shaping the way we use technology. To learn more about this show, visit www.ciotalkradio.com. Keep up with the changing world of technology and listen to CIO Talk Radio with Sunjo Gall. Listen in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Pacific, right here on Voice America Business. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Listening to Leadership Matters with Dr. G. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1 866 472 5790. That's 1 866 472 5790. Or send an email to dr.g at innovations.org. Now, back to Leadership Matters with Dr. G. And we're back with more on Leadership Matters. Today we're talking about encouraging the heart, and we have three gifts helping us have this conversation. Dwight Smith, Executive Vice President and General Counsel for the Neighborhood House Association. Renee Novo, Director of Sales and Marketing for the Jacob Center for Neighborhood Innovation. And Teresa Johnson, Site Supervisor for Neighborhood House Association's Head Start Program. Again, welcome back. Before we went to break, we were talking about experiences that you'd had and how they had impacted you um, from a, I might say, positive uh, space. Anyone have an experience in, in a situation where you actually did not feel adequately encouraged? And uh, what were some of the feelings that you had, and uh, how did that impact your ability to perform? Uh, anyone have such an experience that maybe wasn't so encouraging? We'll in have a comment on that. Okay. Um, Many times a program or a company will maybe establish goals or benchmarks that uh, are reach, big reach targets, and uh, an employee may feel like there's no way that I can have any involvement in that. And um, many times it seems like the results of achieving a goal is outside of your ability or your responsibility, and that can be really um, uh, uh, a a negative or a unmotivating uh, deterrent towards even trying to assist others in, in achieving that goal. Mm-hmm. You feel there's no way you have any involvement in it or it's really such a big reach for anyone to uh, achieve it. It has the opposite effect. Mm-hmm. And there have been occasions like that where, you know, the sales are going down in a company and, you know, if you reach this benchmark, you can achieve some goals. You know, it's just so far out of reach. It doesn't seem to be in alignment with 
reality, mm-hmm. always feel there's a disconnect between mm-hmm. management and, and fair expectations for achieving goals. There's a sense of fairness that I think people are always looking for. Mm-hmm. If you feel the playing field is, is level and that you really have an equal opportunity or chance to achieve that goal, it, it, it can be motivating. But at the same time, everyone can sense when they're being taken advantage of or even just the perception of uh, that goal or that reward will never be reached, so why even try? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so if the goal is actually, um, one might say, um, unrealistic, and it's not reachable, then it can have, I hear you saying, Dwight, just the opposite effect. And so real important to have goals that are fair and that are realistic. They may be stretch goals, but at the same time they should be, um, there should be some reasonable expectation that someone can have that they can actually be attained. Exactly, because if you're actually trying to motivate people, I think you really need to connect with some buy-in. There needs to be some commitment from the employee that, Yes, I either have taken part in establishing these goals, so I uh, I commit to them because I help create them. It, it's mm-hmm. a whole buy-in attitude. Mm-hmm. I think once you have that motivation and that alignment with my, your own self-interest, it mm-hmm. really tricks a whole lot of other things that are consequentially uh, a result of uh, just being uh, focused and having that same intention to achieve this goal. Great. So supervisors and leaders really need to be in tune with those they're leading and how they feel about what's being established, but also what's happening around um, to make sure that there are circumstances that aren't going to somehow um, hinder the accomplishments or create barriers uh, so that they really can be uh, realistic about what they're requesting and you know, and expectations I, they're setting. I could mm-hmm. really add to what Dwight is saying about you know, sales goals in particular, um, there was a scenario that recently for, for, for me working on a new venture, bringing a new venture out of the ground for a nonprofit that typically does, you know, nonprofit work that is funded through program um, resources and philanthropic um, ways of, of getting, you know, revenue in or money in uh, to take care of those programs. You know, we recently launched a um, several uh, social enterprises where we're really relying heavily on the free enterprise system, you know, and, and customers to be a source of revenue to continue the good work that we're um, uh, dedicated to, to, to doing. And um, what you what we what we saw oftentimes is you know we we had these real lofty goals which were great for you know any business to have goals. Um, what I what I found to be a bit um, what we learned from from our journey that we're still on. Um, what we continue to learn is that it's really important to have big goals, but it's also important to celebrate the the, the journey. So we, you know, it's important to look at where we started and, and and capture moments and times and milestones that we can look at and say, you know what, last year the same time our sales were here. Here's where our goal is, but look at where we've come from last year. Oh my goodness, we're almost halfway there inside of a year, our first year of of running a new enterprise. Um, so it's important to keep the eye on the goal, but yet. That 
milestones that you can celebrate and give and reward, you know, folks who are working really, really hard to meet those goals. Mm-hmm. And so we, we continuously, you know, look at that as we learn our way through this, you know, to say, how do we continuously keep people motivated toward a huge goal? And what we found is that a great way to do that is to celebrate milestones and along the way. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. I love that. So celebrating the journey and the milestones along the way. And also maybe even being willing to adjust the overall expectation or goal as indicated may be uh, something that needs to happen to give people relief when they find out that, wow, you know what, maybe what we established was um, a little too ambitious for yeah. <laughs> for the world around us at the moment. <laughs> right, right. Coming back, you know, learning your way, and it's okay to come back to the table and say, you know, let's look at this again. Let's let's set ourselves in a position where we have some real attainable goals over this next year, you know, and, and where we thought we would be after learning more, you know, we've got a clearer vision, let's align, you know, the real-life reality to where we where it lines up to our vision and, and really kind of work in a, you know, lower, it, sometimes it's lowering that goal and making it more attainable. Right. So, yeah, yeah absolutely. Right. Yeah, as you move along the journey, you find out things you don't know from the beginning. Dwight, I know you could probably remember the uh, senior staff meeting a few years back where we were all establishing pretty much like Renee was talking about efforts regarding social enterprises and one of our colleagues came up with a really lofty goal and we teased him for about six months that he was going to have to mortgage his house to meet his goal. <laughs> You're right. It's good to dream hey, big. that's not a bad idea. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's very good to dream big and, yeah. and you, know, you imagine, you know, beyond just expectations because with, with the reach, you know, that's where we achieve the excellence, you know, because we have potential mm-hmm. way beyond just what we may be acknowledging within ourselves. And I guess when you do have those stretches, uh, stretch goals, big goals, mm-hmm. um, and there is alignment, I think there is opportunity for success in the multiple, uh, multiplying effect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, um, Teresa, any thoughts from yourself on this? Oh, well, when I think about um, were there any situations, I actually have never had any. So when I saw, when I heard your question, I was like, but I haven't had where I felt like I was inadequate or, my, or the encouragement that I received was inadequate. But as far as, like, meeting timelines, we have tons working with Head Start, and I think it's more the timelines that make you feel inadequate when you don't meet them and you're relying on other people to help you meet them. Mm-hmm. So that's really, I think, the hardest part of encouraging my team. Right. Is that, you know, we're waiting on um, whether it's physicals and dentals and uh, we do a couple of assessment tools. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the hardest part as far as encouraging and motivating our staff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what are some thoughts with regards to um, even encouraging the hearts of the children, the adults, the families, or the communities we serve? And, um, you know, how important might that be? And I know that some have more direct contact with others, but any thoughts with regards to um, what one might do or what might one might consider with regards to encouragement in that vein? Well, as a parent, uh, um, I, I will say that, we we learn how to uh, teach our children to uh, dream of whatever they want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know creating a visualization journal or a journal of the type of lifestyle you want to live, a pictorial or visualization, really is a motive 
a motivating um, uh, item to have. Mm-hmm. Constant reminder. It can just be uh, what do you see yourself in 10 years or what type of career do you have, what you like to have. So I know for mm. children, um, sometimes pictures can convey much more than words or a poem or um, uh, affirmation for some who, who may be more experienced with that. But mm-hmm. a dream journal or a visual, visualization journal, I mm-hmm. think is a very excellent motivating tool. And I try to use on my employees as well with respect to when we have a performance evaluation of what our goals will be for next year. I ask them, well, what would you like this department to do? Uh, forget about if we have the current staff or if we have the funding, but what would you like the department and the legal department of a nonprofit organization, how would you like to see this department have a bigger impact upon the company or, or upon the community? And sometimes it could be, well, I would like to do more volunteer work in a particular area or we should do this or that. But I think um, if you ask a person how would you like to shape this, then, again, it, it makes uh, a whole lot of energy comes forth that just propels that idea. So mm-hmm. journals or affirmations are, are great tools. I love it. I love both of those. Um, and I know I've used that with my own children, too, as far as, you know, where do you see yourself and also what do you need to do to get there. It can be a very, um, I think, empowering conversation and affirming conversation and relieving conversation, as even as a parent, just to know that they have a, a dream and a vision for themselves. Um, when we come back, Teresa and um, Renee, I'll ask you if you'd like to respond to that before we maybe move on to um, hearing some of the suggestions that came up and the proven practices for ways to encourage the heart and build morale from our talk leadership forum yesterday. So please stay with us, and we'll be right back with more on Leadership Matter, Informing Leaders, Inspiring Solutions. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Leadership Matters is brought to you by InnoVisions. Need to improve leadership, staff, or organization performance? Contact InnoVisions today for quality, effective, and affordable leadership, staff, and organization development training, coaching, and consulting services. Call 858-244-8264. That's 858-244-8264. Or email drg at dr.g at InnoVisions.org. InnoVisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of San Diego. Funds raised go to support the Neighborhood House Association's mission, developing children, families, and future leaders of our communities through empowerment, education, and wellness. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. Stock prices plunging, home prices receding, and unemployment rising to levels not seen since the Great Depression. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network.
listening to Leadership Matters with Dr. G. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to dr.g at innovisions.org. Now, back to Leadership Matters with Dr. G. And we're back with more on Leadership Matters. Today we're talking about encouraging the heart, and we have Dwight Smith, Executive Vice President and General Counsel from the Neighborhood Health Association here in San Diego, California with us. Renee Novo is the Director of Sales and Marketing for the Jacobs Center for Neighborhood Innovation, also a resident in San Diego. And Teresa Johnson, our third resident in San Diego. I got all San Diegans today. And... Uh, Site supervisor with the Neighborhood Health Association and serves one of the uh, largest Head Start centers. Again, thank you to all three of you for being with us. And You're very welcome. Yes, and when I uh, went to break, I said when we come back, we would ask Renee, yourself, and Teresa if there's anything you'd like to share with regards to encouraging the heart of those you serve so that they are best positioned to maximize their potential. So, Renee, any thoughts from you? Yeah, um, you know, a lot, a great deal of the work of the Jacobs Center is really in partnering with the community. And so, you know, when you've got a community over, of, uh, that you're serving of over a thousand residents in our local, a uh, hundred thousand residents in our local community, um, you know, being able to encourage them um, from a place where we started 15 years ago where there was, you know, an old abandoned aerospace factory in the middle of Brownfield, one job in a, you know, 800-mile radius. There wasn't any, you know, uh, opportunities for employment. You know, there and and widespread um, um, uh, blight and gang violence, um, it's it's really you know even though the residents are really wanting to see their community change at times you know it's a long process and you almost have to do everything at once you know you can't focus just on education if when the kids get to school they're sick or you can't just focus on health um, if you're not employed so there's all these issues that make up a healthy thriving community and getting residents on the same page is to remain remain encouraged toward uh, getting there um, has been quite quite a quite an endeavor I've, I've been able to to kind of look at ways that we've done that. One is we break into community teams and we always have segments where we um, kind of videotape and capture work being done, whether it's meeting, whether it's someone who stands up and says something inspiring that happened to them or their children, whether it's teachers and principals at school meeting with parents. We try and have photographs and pictures around, and we capture moments where the community is really moving towards something. And that inspires people when they see that. It's kind of like the visual um, dream book that you guys were talking about that you use with youth. You can use that on a a broader scale when you're having larger scale meetings with with, uh, community members or businesses or large groups of people people moving toward a specific goal to keep that goal in front of them by showing the work toward that goal. And so that's a great way to keep folks motivated. Excellent. Teresa, how about yourself? Any thoughts for yourself? Well, we serve a lot of families that are single mothers, and they work, and some go to school. And I noticed um, last year, the first of the year, a lot of them came in down. 
and it was more because they were tired and losing their pep in their step. So I decided for encouragement to get journals for all the mothers that came to the meeting. We have PAC meetings. And um, give them a journal and then create a a notebook of um, inspirational thoughts and poems, mm-hmm. things like that. And it was just amazing. We made hats. We celebrated being moms. And um, there was a sheet that went around for feedback where they could tell me what they needed or, you know, if it was looking for a job or wanting to get in school or better housing for their families, if that was their needs, whatever it was, they wrote it on the uh, paper for us. So my staff goals were to help the mothers be successful, and it was just amazing to um, be a light to the mothers that mm-hmm. needed help Excellent. and to find the resources that they needed for all their questions. So for me, I just it was just nice to see it all come about in, in our goal that in this one meeting that we could provide the service that we needed for most of the moms or give them the resources that they needed. So what happened, it actually trickled to my staff. They had come into the meeting, and they said, we're a little jealous because we didn't get this. <laughs> and I'm like, I encourage you everywhere I can. Well, they're like, well, we want a journal as well, and we want those same quotes so we can, you know, be encouraged as well. And so for our next staff meeting, I did the same thing for them. We got journals, and they started journaling. And, and also with the mothers, we talked about just taking 30 minutes for yourself, and that is okay to take 30 minutes for yourself, whether it's walking, whether it's um, writing in your journal, whether it's picking up your favorite book. But it was just amazing to provide the encouragement, which trickled to the staff as well. Fabulous. Love it. And I know that journaling was one of the um, discussion points that came up yesterday with regards to proven practices for helping to build morale. Any right. others, uh, Teresa, while we have you, that you can think of and like to share, and then Teresa will ask you and then Dwight, see if there's something that triggers for yourself. But I know that uh, Teresa, yourself, and Renee were both at the forum yesterday. We're going to have you come on to just share some of those proven practices or suggestions. Okay. Well, there there were a couple of suggestions that we talked about yesterday that um, that our our team we broke into teams and our roundtable discussed some things that um, was was really really great for me. Um, one was uh, doing something as simple as going outside to have a group meeting. Um, you know, sometimes getting people in nature it doesn't cost anything but it's out of the office, it's out of the four walls, and it gives people a chance to sit and commune and and just hang out with each other in a different setting. And nature has a great way of just making it, make you know, bringing energy to, to a discussion or a place. So doing that type of thing, having the lunches out there, we, um, one of the gentlemen had what he called family lunches. And even though it was his peop, you know, his team from work, he called it family lunch. Everybody, every, everyone brought their own lunch. Um, they met out in what we call a world court, which is an outside area, and just sat and talked about things that are, is, are working well with the team, things that they want to do, dreams that they have. And uh, I thought that was a great uh, morale builder. Yeah, great. Wonderful. Teresa, any that you can think of? Um, having a team that may walk together on their lunches together. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And also when they are, let's say if they're on their lunch together, that they take a walk or they're reading their favorite book or whatever, but having that, like a book club Mm -hmm. in the workplace, and that builds your morale as far as making a team. And it may bring together people who never would have thought they were together. Great. Any other thoughts from either of you that you can think of with regards to some of the proven practices or suggestions that any of the individuals shared yesterday? Well, one of them um, was finding ways to inspire the team, Mm -hmm. Um, and that can be done through um, having, you know, each person, you know, talk about a success, a win that they had for the the week or the month. It could talk about you could talk about how someone in similar situations overcame certain obstacles. Um, those type of things. What, find ways to inspire your team to see that they have the ability to reach a goal that might seem hard or difficult. Um, and and that was one that I I really um, connected with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I and, really like the mm-hmm. one of uh, the. The one you talked about, Dr. G, was the energies, the uh, the four different energies, and just kind of putting it out for your staff or whatever um, clientele that you're working with, making sure the physical energy is is where it needs to be, or the emotional energy and the mental energy, as well as the spiritual energy, just encouraging all of those. Right, yeah, and and that's good. And just to say a little bit more on that, um, for our supervisors just, you know, thinking what am I doing to keep my energy up physically and then what am I doing to support our staff and physical being those things that have to do with rest, relaxation, exercise, food we eat, emotional, having to do with people feeling valued and appreciated. So am I doing those things that feed their emotional energy through providing um, positive feedback and encouragement and um, again, those things that make people feel part of, like the white and others spoke of earlier. And then mental energy, so people don't feel overwhelmed by helping them prioritize and get a focused list of things together and getting closure on their list so they are not feeling overwhelmed and they have good mental energy. And spiritual energy kind of connects back to also what we spoke about earlier with regards to um, having that sense of purpose and connection to that higher being. And so do I help people in the sense of of um, really understanding the impact of the work that they're doing and the purpose behind. And it may have been, who was it? Was it yourself, Renee, that talked about the why? Yes. Yes. You want to say a little bit more about that because I think that goes really nicely with the spiritual energy. Well, you know, I've always, especially, you know, when being in the field of sales or whenever you're telling a story, you know, there's this, uh, there's this, uh, the statement out there that says, um, you know, information tales and stories sell. <laughs> people love, who doesn't love a good story? You know, um, people can connect. I mean, you know, storytelling goes back as far as, I don't know, probably caveman and beyond if you believe that. But um, stories have a way of connecting to people's um, soul and energy. And when you're when you're connecting to why you do something versus what you do, so when you talk about what you do, you talk about the details. Um, you know, we have a social enterprise. We sell food and beverage. We rent meeting spaces. Oh, that's great. So what? Who cares? When you talk about why we do it, there's residents who live in an underinvested community. They see 
you know, um, dilapidated buildings, they see crime, and they said no more. And they want to bring great businesses to their communities. Mm-hmm. And so because of that, we've started this great social enterprise. That's how you go to the why of whatever you're doing and whatever you're sharing. Great. So we're going to take a break, and then we're going to be right back with more on Leadership Matters. Dwight, we'll start with you to see if there's something you'd like to kind of add to this part of the conversation. Then we have a couple of questions from the listening audience that we want to make sure we share and see if there's some feedback that our guests have um, on each of those. So we'll be right back with more on Leadership Matters, Informing Leaders, Inspiring Solutions. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. Leadership Matters is brought to you by InnoVisions. Need to improve leadership, staff, or organization performance? Contact InnoVisions today for quality, effective, and affordable leadership, staff, and organization development training, coaching, and consulting services. Call 858-244-8264. That's 858-244-8264. Or email Dr. G at dr.g at InnoVisions.org. InnoVisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of San Diego. Funds raised go to support the Neighborhood House Association's mission, developing children, families, and future leaders of our communities through empowerment, education, and wellness. Tune in every Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time for The Growth Strategist with Aldana Ambler. On the show, Aldana and some of today's top business professionals will discuss some of today's most pressing business issues that hold you, the business owner, back. Aldana will also give you 21 ways to grow with her list of growth strategies. Grow smart, grow profit, and grow your business with Aldana Ambler and The Growth Strategist every Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the bottom line in business talk, Voice America Business. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. listening to Leadership Matters with Dr. G. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to dr.g at innovisions.org. Now, back to Leadership Matters with Dr. G. And we're back with more on Leadership Matters. Today we're talking about inspiring uh, I should say encouraging to heart and building morale has kind of been a part of this conversation as well. Before we went to commercial break, Dwight, I said I would start back with asking you if you had some thoughts that were triggered from the conversation that you wanted to add on that topic. Yes, I, a couple of points. Uh, I believe it was Renee that mentioned the explanation of why we do something or why the organization uh, performs a certain role. Um, I found that to be um, something very useful to not only for your employees but, you know, to, to your vendors. Uh, with respect to contracts, we explain internally why we have all this, all this legal mumbo-jumbo in our agreements, but sometimes we forget that the vendor on the other side has no appreciation that some of these clauses protect them as well as us, and recently our staff internally has held workshops for our vendors 
uh, to go over just questions about, you know, why we have a, a, a limitation of liability, why we require you to have insurance. So it really creates a, a better working relationship if people understand why you're asking me to do something and to maybe debunk a myth or uh, some urban legend about, oh, that's just some way to trick us, but no, this actually serves to fulfill both of our objectives by having these clearly outlined um, purposes. So the concept of why we do something kind of struck a chord in me. And the other simple thing is mm-hmm. simple things you can do that don't cost much. Walking in nature, walking to the deli with a staff member, uh, taking the time to get out of the car and translate that that time, that 15 and 20 minutes is something that is very quality time. Those are two good points I, I really love. Wonderful. Great. Thank you. We have a couple of questions. Let's see if I can get them both in here real quick. Uh, one is from Frank in Baltimore, Maryland. He says, I appreciate staff and try to express it with compliments and specific praise. I would like our organization to establish a more formal rewards and recognition program, but my management team is of the opinion that receiving a paycheck should be reward enough. How can I convince my management to do or to, uh, to support doing more? Uh, any thoughts? Well, you know, um, a, 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 a lady that I knew that was a, that is one of the greatest leaders that I've known. She used to always tell me that, um, you know, great organizations are built in difficult times, are defined in difficult times, and I would encourage the gentleman that asked that question to perhaps find opportunities to speak with the management in terms of what type of organization do we want to be known as. Um, Certainly, you know, in these tough economic times, having a job and having a paycheck is is a wonderful thing, and, and we all celebrate having that, those of us who are fortunate enough to have that. But even in the midst of, of having a job, you know, you can, with, with so many difficulties, with the cost of things going up, with getting more done with less, being so asked to do, at most people being asked to do two and three jobs um, for long periods of time with no raises and no, you know, uh, end in sight, uh, oftentimes it's those little things that you do to show appreciation for your employees that call, that moves your organization from just being a company that stays in business or stays relevant to a company that is a trendsetter or that is moving us as a nation or as a people to a greater purpose or a greater thing. And Mm -hmm. so sometimes it takes inspiring your management and helping them to see the type of leaders that they have the opportunity to become in these difficult times. Right. That, you know, during good times you don't have the opportunity, you know, to to become the extraordinary organization. Mm -hmm. But during difficult times you really have a once, sometimes once-in-a-lifetime shot at being exceptional. Wonderful. And so I would encourage him to have those type of conversations with his leadership and perhaps show um, show them some um, examples of organizations that have stepped into that realm of doing more and the impact that it's had for them and their leadership. Thank you, Renee. Dwight or um, Teresa, anything you'd like to add? Well, I know we recently established a safety program, and sometimes it's hard to measure uh, incentive you give employees to be safe, but we know we are paying X amount of dollars way and above what's normal for our industry. So we know 
that if employees can get motivated to be safe in the work environment, whatever little incentive we give them, monetary or whatever, day off, it can be uh, employee of the day recognition, T-shirts, company T-shirts are wonderful ways to motivate employees. But you know, not every savings uh, can be quantified or as measured. You're not going to have a return on investment for every single dollar that can be calculated to a percentage. But, but we know that absenteeism uh, goes down, sick time goes down, and people show up for work. They have less lost production time if they are safe. And the way we can motivate them to be safe is to come up with some small, sometimes money works, a day off works, a T-shirt works, a mug works. But, you know, management needs to get the concept that not every, not every savings can be quantifiable into a dollar and cents, but that there are intangibles that go far and beyond what you could just quantify in terms of dollars. Wonderful. You know, and I'll add to that that, you know, as a, from a perspective as a cultural psychologist, we know, that, we know that the culture becomes over a period of time where is being modeled, supported, and rewarded. And so another thing that maybe Frank can do is talk about the type of culture that the organization wants, what are those things that they value, and then really encourage them to connect those things to a reward and recognition program so that it becomes a greater part of the culture. I know here our um, effort was really around service excellence, and which is why we came up with the service excellence program so that it would be talked about and then a way of rewarding and, and uh, recognizing staff that actually demonstrate that service excellence so that service excellence becomes, again, just a greater part of the culture. So maybe connecting it that way, Frank, might be some way of uh, supporting you. We have one other here. We probably have answered a few things for Terry. I'm going to try to throw it out there and see if there's some thoughts we can give her before we in today's show, and that is Terry in Phoenix, Arizona, says, I want to do celebratory things for my team, but I do not have a budget. Mm, kind of sounds like, okay, I do not have a budget to do so, and personally cannot afford to regularly go into my pocket to purchase enough for uh, of something for my 20-some member team. What suggestions do you have regarding ways that I can convince my management team? I mean, it sounds like Frank in some ways. <laughs> um, or what are some events and things that I can do that are low or no cost? And it sounds like we did cover a few of those. So, and it sounds like we have to transition off. So maybe what, Dwight, you started off with, Terry, might be um, some things that you can uh, take to heart with regards to maybe just taking the walks and doing some things that are encouraging regarding notes and um, statements of appreciation until you can be positioned to do more. Well, I want to thank each of our guests um, for being on our show today. I think you have all have given us some great food for thought, Dwight, Renee, and Teresa. And I want to thank our listeners for tuning in. Please tune in next Wednesday and every Wednesday at 2 o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time for Leadership Matters, informing leaders, inspiring solutions. Thank you again for tuning in. Leadership Matters with Dr. G is broadcast live every Wednesday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a wonderful week and make your leadership matter. Zoom Leadership. It's the big picture issues of the day, up close and personal capabilities of leadership, and a desirable future of constant renewal. Zoom Leadership. It's the economic crisis made clear.